With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know when the Charles, Charlie, say Charles Daniels, Charlie Daniels band is playing, it's time to talk some college football. Can this be our official college football theme song? Well, now that George is the standard in college yeah. football, it, I think it already is. I've declared it. So, Devil went down to Georgia, and uh, the and the Bulldogs or the uh, Horn Frogs going to try and take down that Devil, even though it's in L.A. where there's no tailgating. But <laughs> and that's neither here nor there, I guess. The fun police are out in L.A. So I uh, hope you've got a little bit left in the tank for a classic football game tonight, at least. I hope it's going to be a classic. My bank account would sure appreciate that. I need this one for the integrity of the locks. Because of the way the, the, the Dolphins-Jets game, the weird, quirky ending with the safety, I went from a potential 3-2 and two walking into today looking to go 4-2 and two, to now 2-3, and three, just hoping to keep things even heading into the NFL postseason. So TCU plus 12.5 is what I gave out on Friday. The line is actually jacked up a little bit to plus 13. Um, this is the prototypical David versus Goliath matchup. And, of course, here you have the Georgia quarterback Stetson Bennett trying to take on the underdog role. This is what we set out to do this year. Uh, you know, there's a lot of lot of lot of people who doubted us. A lot of people who, um, you know, and I know people are gonna be like, "Well, no, no we didn't." Well, yeah, you did. Um, you know, maybe not doubted us as as far as you know, unranked doubted us, but it wasn't there wasn't a consensus. Um, and it seems as if people have forgotten that storyline um, and forgotten what, what what this team has done as a collective. You know, fought through that and heard all the doubters whenever you know we're talking about 15. Uh, draft picks lost to the draft and uh, you know a lot, a lot of those guys over there on defense and even on offense heard that um, you know and so we, we went to work and we took a week by week and now we're here so um, I think I think that's really special well we each live a different standard in life and perhaps we can be kind to Stetson Bennett for playing for the uber elite of college football uh, Georgia was ranked number three going into the start of the college football season, and then they beat up on little old Oregon uh, in week one, and they moved up to number two. They quickly found their place at number one and never looked back after that. They were also 16-point favorites going up against Oregon in that game. When they took on Tennessee, which was their toughest test in the middle of the season, who was the darling of college football, and had knocked off Alabama, so they had earned some credibility there. They were eight-and-a-half-point favorites going into that game. And then uh, this game that we've got tonight, they're nearly two touchdown favorites. So between all the things I just said, did any of that sound like overlooked at any point in the season? No, not by Las Vegas, but I think, you know, the, you remember the week when they played Tennessee. Everybody we had on this show, including ourselves, were all on the balls covering the points, and... It was never even close. So for situations like that, I guess that's what he's going towards. It's also a manufactured chip on the shoulder. I think you had tweeted that earlier yes. in the day. 
So they got to get something to hype themselves up. I think a lot of people are taking the points with TCU as far as who we've talked to on this show. I got the dogs. I think they're ready to play their best game of the season and, and show how good they are. Yeah, I envy your island that you're on with this. I hate the fact that we talk about this all the time when it comes to making a pick when everybody agrees with you. You know, if there's two sides to the room when you make a pick in a big game like this and everybody's on one side and you're with that group, it starts to make you feel really uneasy. Yeah. I think it's easier to feel confident being the lone guy on the other side of the room. I haven't heard a lot of people picking Georgia, and perhaps that is part of what Stetson Bennett is saying. I think people expect Georgia to win, though. So that's where I don't really buy into the – I'm not buying in at all to the chip on the shoulder – um, but I think what happens is that you're favored by so much against good teams that the other team ends up getting talked about a lot True. as far as like, oh, no, I think they're pretty good too, so I think they, they can keep it close. And it sounds like disrespect. Really, it's not. I mean, I have TCU to cover. I am not taking, I'm not putting a dollar on their money line. I mean, it would be great if they won. It would be so much fun. And it I, would be fun. And I hope to see them win tonight. I'll be cheering for that because... It's just the underdog role, um, but oh, I just think that they're good enough to keep it close. I think TCU is a legit college football team. Oh, yeah. I respect the hell out of Georgia, and they have become the new standard, um, but I've also seen them not come close to that standard for a large portion of the season. You know, they looked really good against Tennessee. I think another part of that was that it was raining that day, and Tennessee's offense completely was slowed down on wet grass. If that were not the case, if they were on a neutral side, if that game was in Atlanta where the Falcons play, where they have the SEC championship game, I think Tennessee is able to muster a little bit more offense, which is exactly what we saw when they played against Ohio State. They gave up a whole lot of points. When they played against LSU, who isn't nearly as good as TCU, they had a hard time stopping them for a portion in that game. I just don't think this defense is quite there. Lad McConkie, go to the offense, uh, the offensive side. He was dealing with injuries in the last game. Is his knee miraculously better now after playing a football game on an injured knee? I just think this offense has question marks. The defense gives up a lot of points, and I think TCU can keep it close tonight. Man, you just laid that out pretty nicely. I mean, yeah, I never went into this matchup even considering TCU really like a, a David versus Goliath sort of matchup. I do think TCU is one of the better teams in the country. I just feel like when Georgia plays their A game, I don't really see a team in the country that can see them. And and because of that, I just don't feel like getting involved with trying to cover a spread against the team that I look at as when when they're right, watch out, it's a freight train and... Uh, that's where I'm at, but maybe we will get a good game. You just laid out many reasons why I could definitely be swayed. I would warn those who want to blindly take Georgia because they've got five-star recruits and they're in the SEC, and like Tazi said, their A game is better than anybody else's. I'll go back to um, the Peach Bowl in 2018, UCF going up against Auburn. Auburn had uh, all the recruits on their side, uh, the talent as far as what they were putting into the NFL all of the reasons why that game should have been a blowout. Now, it was a bowl game, so how much do they care? And you can get into that whole back and forth. But in terms of talent on the field, star ratings and all that kind of stuff, what the money that would be in the pocket of a recruit, like those guys, UCF shouldn't have even been able to stay on the field with that Auburn team. They went in and they won the game. They won 34-27. I see some similarities in this game to that game because – 
TCU, like UCF, comes in as the charmed team, but they're they're in a lesser conference. They're going up against a team that should be able to just kind of shut that all down. But there's a bit of magic in TCU sure. that has helped them get to this point in the season. Is Georgia going to be able to extinguish that magic uh, in in one game, I, I don't. I just don't think they're going to be able to do that. The horn frogs are such vibes between the psychedelic frog that you're seeing on the Twitter. I'm not verse. seeing that enough. I oh, need to see that more. I'm seeing it a decent amount. So I guess I've liked the right tweet where it's uh, suggesting psychedelic frogs. Your algorithm is psychedelic frogs. My algorithm is psychedelic frog. And then hearing about all the horn frog fans that are traveling to this game, I my brother was telling me about people he works with or you know TCU ties, and they're out there and. There's a lot of people that I know that are going to this game that have ties to CCU, so they have that with them. It's just, if it was against anyone else, I, I feel like it would already be made, but I, the fact that people are even questioning Georgia like this is perfect bulletin board material well, for Kirby and the boys. Uh, that that part I completely agree with. These, these type of teams, the top of the line in college football, it was Alabama for a long time. It had been Ohio State briefly. We're talking about the upper, upper, upper echelon, which is usually one team that's just kind of cranking out NFL rosters every single year. They're just putting NFL rosters together every year in the draft, and Alabama's still really good. Right now, it's Georgia's turn, and whenever it was Alabama and we started having this conversation, they would always come out and smack up their opponent. Yeah, I will say, one of the big differences... I think Kirby Smart is a hell of a recruiter. I think he's a good coach. He is not Nick Saban. And I think Nick Saban is part of the reason why Alabama was always, seemingly always able to overcome that for over a decade. And this will be a test. This will be a test for Kirby Smart. Is he that guy? Because if, if he comes out while everybody in the world is doing what I'm doing and going, well, I watched TCU play. That team can hang with Georgia. And they come out, and they and then they beat them like 35-3. to three. I think that, that will he'll officially start taking there his place on that throne of, doubt me, I've got better players than you could ever imagine, and I can coach them better. Perfectly than, than, summed up. Per, it really, yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. And, and Nick Saban is in a category all to himself. But if there's anyone who can hold a candle and start to begin that sort of consistency longevity that Nick Saban developed it's I think it's Kirby I mean I, I've said for years that when they gave Alabama that great national championship game or Tua saved the day for Jalen Hurts yeah. and what a what themes were involved in that game still great matchup I was saying in the middle of that game like Kirby took the formula and he's really only added on to that since and now he has a chance to I mean back-to-back titles that's not very easy to do, I feel like, this day and age, especially in the NIL territory. And, and you, you know, you got the target on your back. And you mentioned a lot of games where they kind of played flat this year. The fact that they were able to play flat as many times as they did, still win those games. Like, that's what pro teams do. Still yeah. win those games and then put dig themselves a grave against a program like Ohio State and then come back on command. Like, to me, that's special, even though it it's not, you know... Uh, spotless, it's still special to be able to just turn up the volume when they need to, and I'm just picturing a game where they play great all night. If they don't, then that's where TCU automatically covers, but I I think it's going to be an A1 performance from the dogs. Yeah, is Georgia that team? I think that's the side of the for their side of the coin, that's the answer that we'll get tonight. Are they the team 
that when the brightest lights are shining, there's not a bigger game than this, they're able to turn it on, and it kind of doesn't matter who they're going up against. They're just so much better than everybody else. I'm curious to see how that plays out. I think on the other side of the coin, this is this just being in this game is massive for TCU and it's massive for the Big 12. And of course, uh UCF is going to benefit from that from a perception standpoint. I don't think that this opens up the door for UCF in the college football playoff and the expansion of the playoff kind of takes care of that already. So the idea that well TCU is blazing a trail now for UCF who's becoming a member of the Big 12, the trail is being blazed by the reformatting of the playoff. So I'm not sure that it changes that much. But if you think about the timing of this for TCU to get in this year, Crazy when topic. before the year, one of the biggest topics was Oklahoma and Texas are leaving. The Big 12 is in shambles. They might fall apart. Then they kind of like scramble to add UCF and Cincinnati and BYU and... Then now they have a representative in the national championship yeah. game that isn't OU or Texas. And if TCU wins, they beat the conference that their biggest brands are going to. That's huge. That is huge. I mean, Oklahoma right now, right, right, right now is just a name more than anything else. I mean, I figured they'll get back to where they need to be pretty soon, but they're not one of the best teams in college football right now. Florida State could tell you that after beating. And, I think they have a good recruiting class coming in, but we'll see about Venables. Uh, and then Texas, they seem like they are back on the come-up, but they haven't really been a, a front-running program for a little while now. It's just a lot of, like, quote-unquote, maybe no-name brands in the Big 12 as far as college football is concerned, but everybody's darn good. So um, as long as, yeah, as, as long as you don't sleep on the names of the programs, I think it's going to be deep, and UCF could have them could have some trouble because of it. One of the things to keep an eye on tonight, Condre Miller, who's the star running back for TCU, he'll be one of the first running backs taken in the draft this year. He's got a knee injury, knocked him out of the game against Michigan, and then their backup came in, uh, DeMarcado, I think his last name is. He came in and he played great. And I think prior to that game, he had only had a couple of carries in the season. If Miller plays tonight, it's a game-changer for TCU, and I think he's going to. His props are available online. The last I heard from him, he told the reporter he was going to play. I don't know what kind of percentage he is health-wise, but that's one of those little storylines to follow. Really excited for this game tonight, especially because I'm on TCU and Tazi's on Georgia. It's always more fun that way. A lot more fun. Jim Colbert shows simulcast next. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.